Amen. Welcome to Avenue Church. We're so glad you're here. My name is Jeremy, along with my beautiful wife. We pastor Avenue, the greatest church here in the valley, the best-looking church here in the valley. Come on, somebody. If you disagree with me, I'll fight you. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, praise the Lord. And so, man, we love you guys. And so do me a favor. Turn a high-five somebody. Uh, air a high-five, please. Turn a high, air a high-five somebody and find a seat real quick. And our, we'll bring our TV out here. We're going to get right into God's Word. So get your Bibles out. Man, get your pens out. Man, you guys are doing wonderful today. We're so glad you're here in church. Can we pretend we're at a Golden Knights game? Is that all right? Right? And so, man, we got a couple uh, quick things going on, but make sure you get your iPhones out. Check it on Facebook real quick. I just want to welcome our online audience, man. We are so glad you're watching us here today. I know the comments are going, the chat's going. Thank you for the likes and the shares as well. Come on, church, give it up for our online audience today. Man, we're great. We're so grateful for you. We are, we are one church in two locations. So how many think we need to be all over Las Vegas? Come on. All right, all the North Las Vegas people said... Right? And all the East Side people said. All the Hendertucky people said. All right. <laughs> and so, man, we are so glad you guys are here. I want to get into God's Word, but before I do, we're in the middle of a series called Life Coach. But I want you to know next week, we are starting Grow Track in person. Grow Track in person. All right. So, this is, you can still do Grow Track fully online. And you can literally do that in like a day. But man, we are going to track in person next week. And we have some incentives for that as well. If you join our growth track next week, we are going to donate on your behalf to a local organization here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it is called Club Christ here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I couldn't remember, all right? Because you know why? I got Chick-fil-A on my mind. Come on, somebody. And so next Sunday is Comeback Sunday. Say Comeback Sunday. Come back Sunday, because life is way better together. And so we have Come Back Sunday. We're going to give you a, uh, we're going to give Chick-fil-A uh, cards, because they're closed on Sundays, and, you know, they really love Jesus more than we do. Uh, but we have 250 free Chick-fil-A cards and sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, wrap, all that next Sunday. We also have food vendors here, but this is a Sunday that we can invite somebody, because we are a plus one culture here at Avenue Church. We're a plus one culture. We refuse to do life alone. And so we bring someone, we're going to make it a wonderful, uh, welcoming environment. Uh, man, I promise you they'll enjoy them, themselves, that we won't embarrass them, we won't embarrass you. Can I get an amen, right? I brought friends before, it's like, I am so sorry, I didn't know he was talking about money. You know, like, it's been awkward before. And so this is Come Back Sunday, that's happening next week. Also, if you're a leader in this room, man, I want you to go to Equip Night, happening uh, this Tuesday at Avenue Headquarters, Equip Night at 6.30, right? 6.30, Equip Night. And if you are a leader, and you are in the skies right now, or if you're a leader and you're sitting in this auditorium right now and God, the Holy Spirit's been saying, I want you to lead, I want you to serve, I want you to make a difference, join me for Equip Night. Pastor Lindsay and I and our amazing team on Tuesday. Also, one more thing, look what the Lord has done. And so last, uh, yesterday, yesterday, our team, once again, they served over 300 individuals, uh, free groceries, uh, food at Spring Valley High School, and as well as, we, 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 we adopted some people here, all right? And so as well as the RLTC group, and so we're going to be doing that again every single month. So don't, you can go ahead and sign up for next week, but I, get your Bibles out. But I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, and it says, And you were dead in trespasses and sins. I'm going to hurry today because I got a word today. Come on, somebody. I got a word. Pretend I just made a hockey shot right there. I got a word. Right? Right? I'm like, eh. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Why is the goalie out of the thing? Okay. In which you once walked 
following the course of this world. So we were dead because of our trespasses and sins. And there's so much here, right? There's so much there. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. Following the prince of the power of the air, this is the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires. This is what happens when you don't have vision. I'm just going to do what feels good. And sometimes when we do what feels good, we have the afterthought that wasn't good. I, I, I regret that decision. So the enemy is always the, hey, do it, do it, do it. And then after you do it, he goes, why'd you do that? What's wrong with you? Condemnation comes in. And so then, uh, of the body and the mind, and they were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us need grace. All of us need God's mercy in our lives. And I love this. But God, come on, Paul. He's preaching right here. But God, right? But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he loved us, that even when we were dead in our trespasses, man, even when we were in the dark, even we, when we just didn't know that there was hope and there was healing, even when we didn't know, like that's why Comeback Sunday is so important. There are people that were close to us, but they're far from God because they don't know. And I never want to be held accountable by saying, you were friends or you were related, and they never knew what you had. Because they were once dead in our trespasses. They made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By God's grace, through faith, you've been saved. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, thank you for this incredible church. Thank you for your word. Your word is living, is active, is powerful. The Holy Spirit, I pray, that you begin to unction us for change. Because, Father, if we don't change, we're just simply dying. So, Holy Spirit, I just pray, we, we welcome you in this place. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing in our city, in our families, in our lives. But, Father, I pray for... For, for many of us, we feel a little dead. Or maybe you were once dead and we came back to life, but now we're slipping away. The Holy Spirit, I pray you begin to encourage us today. Holy Spirit, begin to do something unique inside of us today. And Father, I pray that Chick-fil-A will open just for a little bit on Sundays. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Today is Water Baptism Sunday, all right? Turn to your neighbor and say, happy Water Baptism Sunday, all right? Happy Water Baptism Sunday. Here's what I love. Baptism is proclaiming publicly what happened privately. So this is a big deal for our church, all right? And sometimes I'll preach a message and say, if you want to get baptized, go right in the lobby or go outside. And we are actually going to go outside today for baptisms, but I guess our tornado's here, right? We are in Hurricane Valley today or something. But baptism is proclaiming publicly what happened privately. Out of the abundance of my heart, right, because of my internal transformation, I have an outward proclamation. Because of what Jesus did on the inside of me, I got to get it out. And many times at Avenue Church, I want you to know that oftentimes baptisms here at this church, for some reason, they're not expected. They're not planned. It just doesn't like happen, all right? A lot of times people are getting in with their clothes on. People are like, I gotta get baptized because they have a reality or a revelation of what God's Word says. And so I love this. This is what it says. The unexpected step often leads to great things. I'll prove it to you. Uh, 
Pastor Lindsay and I, we were uh, dating, and it was wonderful. We had a wonderful time of dating, and, and uh, Matt, we would go to restaurants and all those things. And one night, I took her to uh, down on the Strip, and then we went to the, the Wax Museum, and we got to play around with that. She, she hung out a little too long with Matthew McConaughey, Wax Museum figure guy. I was like, babe, over here. And, uh, and so we had a fun time there. And then I took her to the park where we originally had our very first conversation about dating, kind of our vision and our plans. And that was kind of the first park we went to. And as we were walking down this bike trail, all of a sudden there was candles on the trail, right? And all of a sudden the candles lit up to this, uh, man, this real janky card table with a nice tablecloth on it. And I had a waiter who was my roommate holding the, th holding the towel. I had three students hiding in the bushes, you know? And, uh, and I walked over and she went, oh! I was yeah, babe, come on. You know, you know, you know you got something good here, you know. And so all of a sudden we, we ate dinner and, I, and your boy, I was 260 pounds then. I didn't eat. And she knew something was wrong when her boy didn't eat, all right? And so I was so nervous and I, I eat then the waiter, he rolled out a laptop. On the laptop was a slideshow, because your boy does post-production. Come on, somebody. We had a slideshow on my HP Hewlett Packer, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I was dead then. And so and and so I had the slideshow, and, and unexpectedly, I got on one knee. And I said, now listen to me, if you're single in this place, all right, or you're dating somebody, this is really crucial, this is very, very important, okay? Especially if you, you look a little bit like me, and she, because and she, she's so beautiful, out of my league, you know, I, I said, will you, and I got the rock out, all right, upon this rock. <laughs> I said, will you, ah, distract her, she just totally, no, she's not like that, but right that and I said will you marry me how many know that it was unexpected for Pastor Lindsay but it led to great things come on somebody but so many of us we have an unexpected step that's going to lead to a great thing and for many of you, maybe you're sitting in a church and you said, you know what, something, there's just something, like I feel dead inside, I feel, uh, you know, like unclean, or I shouldn't even be here, or, or, or man, they're going to judge me, or they don't know what I've been through, you don't know my story. But so many times at the end of service, you say, man, i got to raise my hand. Man, i got to ask Jesus in my heart. That you came into this building not expecting to take a great step. And I love in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, I love it here in the Bible, because my, my uh, person I want to talk about today is Peter, Simon Peter. And it says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They're casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. This was their job. So he said to them, follow me. They're just fishing, minding their own business, but how many know Jesus knows what's happening on the inside? So Jesus comes to them, and he says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. Soon after, 10 other guys join, and they have the 12 disciples. Now, here's what this term is. This term is interesting, follow me. We have this term now here in culture, don't we? Follow me. Right? I'm on Instagram, at Jeremy Bosma. J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-S-M-A. You can follow me. You can follow me right now if you get your phones out. And you can put that, Jeremy Bosma, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-S-M-A. You can follow me, or you can follow our church, Avenue LV Church. You can like us or follow us. Anytime we post something, you see it, and you're in the know, right? And you should always save it, share it, like it, comment. You should always do that. 
always, all right? Don't be a closet social media person. Get on that, all right? Get on that. But follow me. Jesus said, Jesus said to do it. I mean, it's not me. On Facebook, you can be friends with somebody. You can follow somebody. On Facebook, you can see their feed. I love it when I follow people on Facebook. So if you're brand new with us, follow me on Facebook. I want to know what's going on in your world. I want to know what you're posting. Hey, come on, somebody. Some of y'all got real nervous too, right? Oh, shoot, Pastor Jeremy does follow me. But it says this, follow me. Now, here's what's interesting about Facebook, and now you can do it on Instagram. On Facebook, I'm going to let you in on a little something, all right? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. I can help you out. Thank you. This is really good. If you see someone on Facebook and you're not really enjoying their posts, which would never happen, right? If you're really enjoying, if you're not enjoying their content they're putting out, like maybe too many food pictures. Can we go back to that, please? Right? Too many food pictures or, you know, ask me how type thing, you know, whatever. What you can do is there's a little button there on their post and you can click it and it says like, remind me of this post or, you know, I can like block this person on this post. Never, don't do that. I don't do that. But you could also say unfollow. So if you're friends with somebody, you could still unfollow them. And I love the feature it even says. You can unfollow them forever, for a week, a day, or an hour. So many times on Sunday we go, I'm following Jesus. But then sometimes we hit the button on Monday and say, I'm going to meet you for a week. Here's what's interesting. We don't want to be, we want to be friends with Jesus but we just don't follow him. If you're brand here today, I'm, I'm always, I always want to be encouraging and accommodating. And kind of, I can't say words today. And kind of, accommodating. We want to be friends with Jesus, but we just don't follow. Here's what's interesting on Instagram: you can like somebody, see their post, but on Instagram, you can hit a button, and instead unfollow, it says mute. And I know I've been in situations where I say, this is what the Bible says, or this is what God says, or this is what a mentor has said, but you know what, today I think I'm going to mute it. I'm going to mute it. See, we want to be friends with Jesus, but we just don't want to follow Jesus. And here at Avenue Church, I want to challenge you today. We desire for everyone to take a step towards Jesus and to begin to publicly follow Jesus. We want you to publicly follow Jesus. Jesus. And I love this. Peter, in Luke chapter 22, here's Peter, the same guy who said, you know, immediately he dropped everything, he and his brother and the other 10 guys, and, and they decided to follow Jesus. And in Luke chapter 22, this is right around, I mean, three years of following Jesus, being in close proximity with Jesus. He is doing it. He is a great, great disciple of Christ. And all of a sudden, he says, Simon, Simon, this is Jesus. Jesus is going, Simon Peter, Simon Peter, behold, Satan has demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. How many know Jesus is, he is your mediator. He is praying for you. He is fighting for you. He goes, but I pray for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So this is interesting. Jesus says, why does he need to turn? Why does he need, because he, he's about to turn, watch. For Peter said, Lord, I am ready. Come on, somebody, right? Like on Sunday, we're all clapping and shouting the preacher down, and we're hot air high-fiving each other in the lobby, and we're fired up. We go to our small group, my leadership small group, Mondays at noon at Avenue HQ, you know, or we go to equip night and say, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Come on. 
know what Jesus says? Jesus says, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me. That's awesome, awesome Jesus, right? Like, I'm for you. He's like, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And then they seized him. And this is Luke chapter 22, verse 54. So they go to the garden of Gethsemane. Soldiers come, Judas comes, kisses him on the cheek to identify who Jesus is. All of a sudden they seized Jesus, then they led him away, bringing him to the high priest's house. And Peter, and I want you to catch this, catch this. This is the beginning of Peter's denial. And Peter was following at a distance. He's following at a distance. To even try, I mean, he cut a soldier's ear off. And Jesus is like, Peter, come on, man, heals it. The guy's like, whoa, this is amazing. I'm arresting you. And it says this, Peter followed at a distance. So he's following at a distance. They arrested him, and Peter's just kind of, it's all good. Are we okay? I'm close, but not close enough. I'm close, but not close enough. Then when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard, this is just the people in the city, and they sat down together. Peter sat down among them. So as they're arresting Jesus and they're bringing him to the high priest, Peter decides to sit down and blend in with the crowd. So he sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, this man was also with him. So she calls him out. Hey, he's friends with Jesus on Facebook. Right? They're mutual friends. Or hey, this man, he has tagged Jesus before. Right? She said, this man is a disciple of Christ. But Peter denied it, saying, woman, I do not know him. I don't know him. And then a little later, someone else saw him and said, you're also one of them. But Peter said, man, I am not. This is the ESV version. I love it, right? It's not even NLT, okay? Man, woman, no, I am not. And check this out. And after an interval of about an hour still, another insisted, certainly, certainly, this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. And I love this. And it says, but Peter said, man, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. So Jesus prophesied, he would deny me three times before the rooster crows. So the rooster crowed. And then check this out. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Remember, Peter's not next to him. Peter's at a distance. Maybe Jesus was over there or in the courtyard or wherever he was. And Peter said, man, I don't know him. And also wherever Jesus was in handcuffs, whatever was going on, he turned and looked at Peter through the crowd. My goodness. Peter, remember the saying of the Lord, how he said to him, before the rooster crossed today, you'll deny me three times. Here's three things that took place. And sometimes I wrestle with this because he walked with Jesus, saw the miracles of Jesus, saw incredible things that Jesus did, saw the, 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 the loaves and the fish, feeding of the 3,000, and then later on more, more, more thousands. He, he saw Jesus walk on water. Uh, he got to get out of the boat and walk on water for a little bit until he got his eyes off of Jesus. He got to see Lazarus raised from the dead. I mean, come on, somebody, I'd be sold out. Yes, I'm with Jesus. You kill me, he'll raise me up. He saw miracles after miracles after miracles. But here's the first thing that Peter did. Peter followed at a distance, but he denied his existence. And can I just tell you, church, this is getting harder and harder. Get harder and harder. 
but he followed at a distance, but he denied his existence. Can I just say, um, I might be getting ahead of myself, but can I just say, on Tuesday, we had an ARC uh, conference, and uh, Pastor Lindsay and I got to speak and just invest in leaders and pastors, and uh, man, we got to meet all kinds of new pastors. A lot of our pastor friends were there, and leaders, our leadership team was there as well, and, uh, and so uh, I got to see a friend of mine. I said, how are you? He goes, hey, let me introduce you to this guy in Arizona. And so I was like, oh, you're from Arizona. You're here today. And so I was like, hey, my name's Jeremy. And he went, yeah, I know you. And I was like, oh, no. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, my goodness. I, I'm a terrible friend. Like, and he wasn't, he, he, you know, he, his mask was down, you know. So I was like, hey, I'm Jeremy. And I saw his face. I couldn't even pull that. Like, I, didn't, I couldn't recognize you. And so I'm thinking, oh, no, like, I don't know this person. I don't know who he is. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, oh, have we met before? You know, like, you students used to do this to me over 12, 13 years ago. I'd be like, what's up, you? And they go, what's my name? I was like, why? <laughs> I don't know your name. <laughs> and so he would go, like, like, and so I was like, where have we met before? And you what he said, he goes, oh, we haven't really met. We're just friends on Instagram. I, I follow you on Instagram. That's just following at a distance. It doesn't mean we have a relationship. Peter denied his existence when he was following at a distance, just, just at an arm's length. It's almost like I want the benefits, but I don't want anything else that's hard. Right? But here's the second thing that Peter did. Peter sat down with the crowd instead of standing with Jesus. Because when we sit down with the crowd, we're just blending in. The Bible says, do not be conformed, don't mimic, don't become like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so we can test and prove God's perfect will for our lives. So instead of sitting down, we need to stand up. I love this. Standing shows others that you're all in. That you're all in. Can I just tell you, uh, man, this is, uh, you know, I might reveal a little bit about myself. There's this old thing called see you at the pole, right? See you at the pole. And uh, uh, so I heard about it, and I was like, what was it from other churches in our city? And so I was like, let's do it, man, and see you at the pole is where you go pray at your flagpole before school. And so I'm in high school. I pull up to the uh, flagpole, and I'm in my truck, and I'm going, it's, it's that time. It's, it's, it's 8 o'clock or whatever it's supposed to be. Nobody was at the flagpole. Nobody. And so I'm going, mm, I think I'll sit this one out. I think I'll sit down. But all of a sudden, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go and pray. I'm, I don't care if my friends are going to make fun of me. I don't know if they know I'm a closet Christian. Like, I, I don't know if they know I go to church. But you know what? I was an athlete. I did football, wrestling, track, all those things. And finally, I got out of my truck. I went to the flagpole, and I just went, this is horrible. Because kids are walking by, going to their lockers, going to their homeroom. And I'm sitting there at the pole, and I'm praying, dear Jesus, I just pray. Make this, make this 20 minutes go fast, you know, like Holy Spirit. And I just begin to pray for our, my school. And next thing you know, and, and, and I'm deaf, by the way, all right? So, but there's probably more of a blessing than a curse, because the more I'm praying, the more I'm not hearing people come up to the flagpole. And by the time I'm done praying, I look up, and there's a crowd of Christians all standing around the flagpole. There's something that happens when you decide to stand up, because then others go, I can stand up too. Right? I didn't know. I, I double-dog dare you to do that on Monday. All right? Don't, play, don't pray around your water cooler, right? Church Jesus. But find unique and creative ways to let people know, I'm all in. Because I love Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. For, for freedom, Christ has set us free. 
withstand them. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. What is this? To the, to the, slave, the slavery of sin. Man, don't be dead again. Be alive. Be alive. What's interesting is Peter denies Christ. Man, he is broken. All of a sudden, you go into Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, the sound of a mighty rushing wind came in because they were all praying together in an upper room. And it says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 12 through 14, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, because the Holy Spirit ascended on them, they began to pray an unknown prayer and an unknown tongue and an unknown language, and they were praying, and man, it was just like revival in this upper room, and they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, and this is the reason why many of us don't stand, or many of us follow at a distance. I'm going to get mocked. I'm not going to, I'm going to be, I, I won't be, I won't belong. And then they are filled with new wine. You know what they're saying? They're drunk. Some crazy Christians. They're wild. They're intoxicated. They don't know what they're talking about. But Peter, standing with the eleven. There's something, and I want to encourage you today, when you, when you follow Jesus at a distance or you sit down to blend in with the crowd, something begins to take place and you say, never again. So he's standing with the eleven. He lifted his voice and he addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and let you give ears to my words. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the forgiveness of your sins and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love what Peter says. He says these two words. A lot of times, can I just say, maybe you've heard this in church, and that's why you not follow at a distance. Because it wasn't very loving. It didn't feel right. It was, like, it was more like, repent! And you're like, oh my God. But here's what repent really means. I love this. In the original Greek, it means to change one's life. It means based on complete change of attitude and thought concerning sin and righteousness. So when Peter said, repent and be baptized, what he was really saying was turn and take a step. Repent means I'm heading towards death, but when I make a change, I'm heading towards Jesus. I'm heading towards life. So turn and take a step. So I'm going to ask you today, what's your next step? What's your next step? And can I just tell you, we have got to take a step this year. We have got to turn and take a step. What is your next step? Maybe it's growth track. Maybe it's for you to get plugged in. Maybe it's at the end of this message to raise your hand and say, I need to step out of darkness and into the light. I need Jesus to be Lord of my life and my Savior. Maybe your next step is to lead a small group. Maybe your next step is to join my basketball team this summer. Come on, somebody. Because I, 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 I just can't. I'm a great pastor. What's my next step? We've got to take a step. And I'm going to give you a few steps here today. And here's the first one as I try to get this message out. All right? Follow the example set by Jesus. Here's why. Matthew chapter 3. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. So Jesus himself went in the water, came out of the water, which represents my death into life. But Jesus, did, Jesus was sinless. He did it to be our example. 
So he went from the water, and behold, the heavens opened up to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. I love this. And behold, a voice from heaven. This is where you can see the Trinity. The voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. I love that. That someday we're going to hear these words when we get to heaven. You did it. Good job. I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased. You didn't just accumulate stuff. You got people saved. And here's what I want you to know. Baptism doesn't save you, but it's a symbol that you belong to Jesus. To belong to Jesus. You know, when I got on one knee and I gave Pastor Lindsay a ring, and then on you know, October 28th, we got married, and uh, uh, over 13 years ago, this will be our 14th year this fall, and uh, we exchanged rings at the, uh, uh, at the wedding ceremony, exchanged vows, and when I gave her a ring, that ring became a symbol on my ring finger that I'm married. But can I just tell you, just because I'm wearing a ring doesn't necessarily mean I'm just married. Because anyone in this room, you could put on a ring and go, he promised Right? You can put on a ring and say, like, I'm waiting. Great. That's awesome. When did he promise? Ten years ago. We got a problem. We got a problem. So just because I'm wearing a ring doesn't necessarily mean I'm married. It's the relationship that we carry. And that rhyme, wow, that was good. Come on. Baptism, a ring doesn't mean I'm married, but it's a symbol. It's a symbol that I belong to Jesus. It's a symbol that I go, yo, hey, come on, back up. I'm married. It's a symbol that you belong to Jesus. But are you ready for a seatbelt verse? It's found in 1 John chapter 2. This is a seatbelt verse where you go, wow, that's in the Bible? Like, that's touchy. Like, that's, 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 that's pretty tough, pastor. But here's a seatbelt verse. You guys ready for a seatbelt verse? Yeah. All right, put your seatbelts on. Ready? Whoever says, I know him, but, that, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Whoever says, hey, I'm a Christ follower. But they don't keep his commandments. He's a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. This is a journey, friends. By this we may know that we are in him. So whoever abides, whoever says he abides in Jesus, I'll walk in the same way. I want you to catch this. Walk in the same way in which he walked. So Jesus got water baptized as our example, but he also died on the cross. But he died on the cross not as our example, but as our representative. As our, not just our example, but as the one who says, I'll step in and I'll die so you don't have to die. You know why that's so powerful? Jesus said, I'll take the cross, you take the water. I love that. Jesus said, I'll take the cross, you take the water. Because here's the thing, religion is all about do, 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 but relationship is about it's done. It is done. It is done. So here's number one, follow the example of Jesus. Number two, show your changed life. Show your new changed life. I love this, First Peter chapter, two, uh, chapter uh, 3. By the way, is what baptism is. It's a picture 
for us. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. And not because our bodies are washed clean by water, right? But, be, but by being, but because in being baptized, we are turning to God. What's happening? I was going this way, but now I'm going to turn and take a step. And I'm asking him to cleanse my heart from sin. I love this. Baptism is a picture. Today in that lobby, when people go under the water, right? Here's the water. We go under the water. That represents all of our sins. I'm passionate about this, all right? All of our sins are now put, they are now in a grave. When we come out, some of you, I'm going to hold you down longer in Jesus' name. I'm kidding. Totally joking. Maybe. I'm going I'm to put you under. I'm going to put you right up. That represents all my sins are put to death, but now I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus, look, everybody, I'm doing this because he already washed me clean. He already washed me clean. I want you to know water baptism doesn't save you, but it's a picture that we are made new. It's a picture that we're made new. There's a reason why we do it at church. There's a reason why we do it in the lobby. There's a reason why we have photos and videos. There's a reason why you have an opportunity to share your faith. Because here's the last thing I want you to do. I want you to declare my commitment publicly. Publicly. I think I spelled wrong. That's okay. Publicly. Declare my commitment publicly. Because I want you to know there is nothing private about faith. You don't go in the Bible and it doesn't say, like, like be a Christ follower and go hide. There's nothing in the Bible about private faith. I can't tell you. There's no. I need an amen right there. There's nothing in the Bible that says your faith should be private. Right? I did it. It says, you're the salt of the earth. My goodness. Have you ever something something so bland, and then you put some salt on it? Like, I love salt more than Pastor Lindsay, right? Come on, honey. Like, like you put some salt, and nothing's bland that she cooks. Everybody, come on, somebody. Everything is bland that I cook. And so I got to put salt on it. And right, I think we should make culture better. I think we should make our workplace better better. I think we're the ones that walk in and say, I love God, I love people, I pursue excellence, and I'm choosing joy. Right? We're salt of the earth. You're light of the world. We are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand. I love this. Our light gives light to all in the house. Come on, somebody. I come in and I determine the temperature in my home. Right? And it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works. Not the good works that God has saved. We're saved by grace through faith, not by our works. But then when Christ saves us, we, got, we can't help but to do good works, to give glory to your Father who is in heaven, who is in heaven. So when we get water baptized, people are going, I can do it if they can do it. There are people in their workplace going, man, if they can make it, I can make it. There are people in your workplace, I still, I've been, it's been 20 years since I've been in high school, I still get messages from my high school classmates saying, you're a pastor, right? Need someone to talk to. You were a Christian, right, back then? Need someone to talk to. I feel dead in my trespasses and in my sins. And I love what Peter, Peter says, I'm sick and tired of following at a distance. Peter probably said, I am sick and tired of stand, sitting with the crowd. I'm, I'm going to stand for Jesus. And hear me out, church. We can do that in a loving way. No, no, God doesn't need you to be a jerk Christian. God doesn't need you to be a mean Christian. God needs you to love people. 
Can I get an amen? Sometimes I'm a Christ follower. Whoa, I ain't going to your church. You crazy. People want relationship. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I just want to love you. If you don't know Jesus. And I love Peter. He says, I'm going to make my faith public. Peter says, I'm going to stand and I'm going to preach. And in Acts chapter 2, he, he gives a message. Preaches without notes. Gets up there. Does a message. This is his message. And after he preaches, it says, so those who received his word were baptized. And there were added, I want everyone to say this out loud, they were added that day. day. Say it again. And they were added about 3,000 souls. 3,000, because Peter decided to stand and to preach the gospel, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. 3,000, that's a good day at Avenue Church. Can I get an amen, right? 3,000 people, big whoop, let's do it again. But 3,000 people, but it said, that day. Now notice it said they got, that day they gave their life to Jesus and they got water baptized on that day. It didn't say that they left there and said, okay, I'm going to go to avenuechurch.cc, I'm going to sign up. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. It helps us to prepare. Right? It didn't say, okay, I got to call my mom and my dad. I got to make sure everyone comes to this thing. Remember, it's an unexpected step. That's going to lead to a great thing. It didn't say, okay, uh, uh, I need to buy that camera. Come on, enjoy the production team. But I got to buy that camera so I can get some good photos of me coming, coming out of that tank, right? But that's why we have photographers and videographers. I'm sorry, Kat. Paul, I'm sorry. You know, that's why we have people uh, here to, to really document your most important step. You gave your life to Christ, so baptism doesn't save us, but it shows others that we are saved. That we're washed clean. But it said it happened that day. It happened that day. They didn't come there and said, are you, before you get up and preach, are you doing baptisms? It came that day for something entirely different. But it became an unexpected step. It'd be interesting if I took my ring and I said, babe, babe, have a good day. Um, Pastor honey, Pastor Lindsay, have, have a good day. If I told my wife, I'm going to go to work. I went into the garage and I said, I put my ring down. And I just went out and did my own business. You know what she would do if she found my ring in the garage? She's from East Las Vegas, y'all. She'll shank me. Probably when I'm sleeping. If I'm out here next Sunday, call somebody. And I love her that. But so many of us, it's time for us to follow the example of Jesus. Here's what I want us to do today. On that day, I want you to turn. I want you to take a step. I want you to turn. I want you to take a step. Don't you dare let condemnation keep you from turning. Don't you dare let guilt and shame keep you from turning. But if you're in this room and maybe you turn, maybe you took a step, I'm going to challenge you. Take another. Take another step. The body of Christ needs you. Jesus created good works inside of you. It said works. It's plural. It is not singular. I did one good thing and I'm done. Jesus says, no, you're created for many good works. Now more than ever, our city needs Jesus. More than ever, our families need Jesus. It's time for us to turn today, that day, and to take a step.
I want to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, thank you for this word. Father, thank you for just the life of Peter. Peter was most, he was just like us. Man, he didn't think before he talked. Man, he made mistakes. Man, he denied Christ not once but three times. But the thing about Peter is he turned and he took a step. He took a step. So, Heavenly Father, I just pray for those in this room today. The Father, three things I'm going to challenge today. I'm going to go backwards. But the first thing, Jesus, I pray you begin to, by the power of your spirit, begin to challenge those that know God, that found freedom, discovered their purpose. But God, I pray you challenge them to make a difference, to continue on. The Father, I pray for maybe somebody in this room today, and you say, I know Jesus, but I've never been water baptized. Or maybe you're in this room today, and you said, man, I got, you know, baptized when I was younger, and I didn't know what was going on, or it didn't mean anything to me. But today will be an unexpected step to lead to a great thing. And maybe you're here today, you walked in this church today, maybe somebody invited you, Facebook, an ad, whatever, and you said, I need to come to church, but I don't feel like I'm alive. I feel no hope, no purpose, no joy. Maybe you're here today, and you say, man, I desire Jesus to cleanse my heart, take off my rags and my past and my shame, so I can outcome a brand new creation in Christ. I had no idea that I could be saved by God's grace. It just takes a step. It just takes faith. With every head bowed, if I close, that's you today. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. I just want you to raise a hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Will you pray? with me. We pray with me. Just put a hand up and put it right back down. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. Just up and right back down. That's all you got to do. I can embarrass you. Anyone else? Yes. I see you. Up and right back down. Anyone else? Anyone else? Up. I see you over there, my man. Anyone else? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of this church. Anybody online? I want you to comment. I want you to DM us. All right, right now. Find me on Facebook. Find Avenue Church on Facebook. I want you to send a direct message and say, I need to pray a prayer today. So I want, here's what I want everyone to do. Will you stand with me, please? Let's all pray a prayer together. Because how many know we don't pray alone? We don't do life alone at Avenue. So say this with me. Every voice, everyone proclaim. Say, Dear Jesus. Come on, louder. Say, Thank you for paying for what I did. Say, Thank you for dying on the cross. Say, I repent of my sins. I'm going to turn and take a step. Say, Forgive me of my sins. Say, Be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, church, make some noise.